السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد we completed one of the final chapters of the book which is the barali and ruhani in other words soulful pleasures in Jannah and in the previous chapters chapter 11 and 12 we basically enumerated the favors and desires of the barzakh and the favors of Qiyamah, as well as the desire for the delights and blessings of Jannah, etc., etc. So the author, in the appendix on page 83, he says, that after becoming aware, there's a small doubt that some people might have, is that after being a person comes to know about the punishments and trials of Jahannam, uh, one's desires becomes dampened and one's fear one fears the name of the hereafter. Instead of the hereafter, a person would regard a good fortune to remain in this world because till one remains in the world, a person is safe from punishment in the hereafter. And some people who understand a little bit more will think that uh, I'd rather ward off troubles and hardships. This is more important than attaining comfort. So this doubt has several answers and we already answered this previously and that Firstly, you have, to, you have to save ourselves from Jahannam and anything uh, of Jahannam. So, and we have that option. So what we have to do is all those things that makes us possibly worthy of Jahannam, these are things of choice. We have a choice of protecting ourselves from those difficulties of Jahannam by protecting ourselves from sins and all other acts that deems it necessary for us to go to Jahannam. So that's the first plan of action. Number one, from now, not from tomorrow, not when I get older, from now, I have to decide that, inshallah, I'm going to refrain from sins and I'm going to fulfill the commandments that are deemed necessary on me. Right? So, that's when uh, Allah Ta'ala will save me from these hardships and difficulties. And second is, although committing sin, if a person does commit sin and Iman remains, then a person will experience remission from these trials and hardships of Jahannam. So it doesn't mean that I become despondent. So despite these hardships, it's certain that we will gain freedom from it. And it's like an ointment on a wound. Punishment in Jahannam will be like an ointment of the wound. Whatever enjoyments and pleasures there may be, the thought of the hereafter makes everything gloomy and sullen. Right? This proves that for a mu'min, the troubles of the hereafter are superior than the enjoyments and pleasures of the world. Because with the hardships that... Uh, um, of, the, of that place, then the certainty of attaining Jannah is attached. Meaning after being punished, one will surely enter Jannah. So with the enjoyments and pleasures of the world, there's the danger of the hereafter. So we have to, again, like I've been mentioning towards the end of our last program, we have to concentrate more on the pleasures and enjoyment enjoyments of the afterlife. A third answer to the doubt has also been mentioned in the 11th chapter that some sinners will be totally saved from the punishment of Jahannam through the intercession of someone or merely through the grace of Allah. Punishment of others will cease after some time. So, basically, intercession, shafa'ah, is something that will also protect someone. And there are some ahadith relating to it. The author brings some ahadith. Today we're going to go over that, inshallah. The first one, عن أبي سعيد الخضري رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أما أهل النار الذين هم أهلها فإنهم لا يموتون فيها ولا يحيون لكن ناس منكم أصابتكم النار بذنوبهم فأماتهم الله إماتة حتى إذا كانوا فحما أذن بالشفاعة 
In a hadith of Muslim Sharif from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri he says that Rasul said, those who are the inhabitants of Jahannam, in other words the non-believers, they'll not die nor live in it. In other words, they'll continue their eternity in there. In other, when they say they won't live, in other words, they won't live a life worthy of living and they won't die means they won't literally die, they'll keep coming back alive after they're getting, they get, keep getting punished. So it'll be like a fake death also. Continuing the hadith, they won't live or die therein, but some people from among you, among you means the Muslims, due to their sins will also experience effects of the fire. Thereafter Allah will give a special type of death till they become like coal. Permission will be given to the intercessors to intercede for them. The commentator says, or the author, some say that after experiencing punishment for some time they will die. Some say this, this uh, similitude of death is given because of the light punishment they'll experience. So, may Allah Ta'ala grant us, grant us Jannah without any reckon, uh, uh, reckoning and, and may Allah Ta'ala pass, give us easy hisab. Aisha radiallahu anha, our mother radiallahu anha, used to teach us a dua that she learned from Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A very simple and easy dua, everyone should learn it. Allahumma hasibni hisaban yasira. Again, Allahumma, O oh Allah, hasibni, make my hisab, my reckoning, hisaban yasira, a very easy one. May Allah Ta'ala grant us easy reckoning and that we can enter Jannah without getting any um, you know, any 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 thought of Jahannam or any, you know, experience of Jahannam at all. The next hadith is also from Abu Sa'id as well as the next as well. He says, وَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ يَخْلُصُ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ مِنَ النَّارِ فَيَحْسَبُونَ عَلَىٰ قِنْطَرَةٍ بَيْنَ فَيَحْبِسُونَ عَلَىٰ قِنْطَرَةٍ بَيْنَ, بين الْجَنَّةِ وَالنَّارِ فَيَقْتَصُ بِبَعْضِهِمْ مِنْ بَعْضِ مَظَالِمٍ كَانَتْ بَيْنَهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا حَتَّى إِذَا هَذَبُوا وَنَقَوْا أُذِنَ لَهُمْ فِي دُخُولِ الْجَنَّةِ رواه البخاري In a hadith of Bukhari from Abu Sa'id al-Khudr radiallahu anhu He says that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Muslims will be freed from Jahannam and stopped at a bridge between Jannat and Jahannam They'll account for rights due to one another in the dunya until these rights were recompensated and settled. When they are cleansed from this sin, they will be able to or allowed to enter into Jannah. This is in Bukhari Sharif. So, the best thing, brothers and elders and sisters, is that we take care of these rights now. If I owed anyone anything, if I wronged anyone in any way, ask them for forgiveness now. Give them their due right here now and don't wait for the Akhirah. The next hadith is also from Abu Zarid Khudri in a long hadith. عن أبي سعيد الخدري رضي الله عنه في حديث طويل قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بعد أن ذكر المرور على الصراط حتى إذا خلص المؤمنون من النار فوالذي نفسي بيده ما من, من أحد منكم بأشد مناشدة في الحق قد تبين لكم في المؤمنين لله يوم القيامة لإخوانهم الذين في النار يقولون ربنا كانوا يصومون معنا ويصلون ويحج ويحجون فيقال لهم أخرجوا من من عرفتم فيحرموا صورهم فيحرموا صورهم على على النار فيخرجون خلقا كثيرا فيقولون ربنا ما بقي فيها من أم فيها أحد ممن أمرتنا به فيقول ارجعوا فمن وجدتم في قلبه مثقال دينار من خير فأخرجوه فيخرجون خلقا كثيرا ثم يقول ارجعوا فمن وجدتم في مثقاله مثقال نصف, نصف دينار من خير فأخرجوه فيخرجون خلقا كثيرا 
Some may have recited it فَيُخْرِجُونَ ثُمَّ يَقُولْ إِرْجِعُوا فَمَنْ وَجَدْتُمْ فِي قَلْبِهِ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَأَخْرِجُوا فَيَخْرُجُونَ خَلْقًا كَثِيرًا ثُمَّ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا لَمْ نَدْرِ فِيهَا خَيْرًا فَيَقُولُ اللَّهِ شفعت الملائكة وشفع النبيون وشفع المؤمنون ولم يبق إلا أرحم الراحمين إلا أرحم الراحمين فيقبض قبضة من النار فيخرج منها قوما لم يعملوا خيرا قط وفيخرج منها قوما لم يعملوا خيرا قط قد عادوا فحما فيلقيهم في نهر من في أفواله الأفواه الجنة يقال له نهر الحياة فيخرجون كما تخرج الحبة من حميل السيل فيخرجون كاللؤلؤ في رقا رقابهم الخواتم فيقول أهل الجنة هؤلاء عتقاء الرحمن أدخلهم الجنة بغير عمل عملوه ولا خير قدموه فيقال لهم لكم ما رأيتم ومثله معه متفق عليه مشكات in a very beautiful hadith and what a beautiful way to end the chapter in a very beautiful hadith uh, it's a long lengthy hadith uh, that describes the situation on the day of judgment where the judgment is, has, is, has taken place and many people will be left in the fire this hadith also is from Abu Sa'id Khudri radiallahu anhu. He says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, and this is after mentioning the crossing of the bridge, the sirat over Jahannam. He says, and it's a very long lengthy hadith, so we should take our time to actually recite the entire hadith and study it by a shaykh, a scholar. Many of the hadith we will not understand except by the explanation of the scholars because they will offer the explanation that has been taught to them who, uh, uh, and th- those teachers have uh, learned from others who've learned from their teachers who've learned from their teachers going back through a sanad system through a chain of narration from their teachers all the way to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is why this deen revolves around the sanad, revolves around transmission and everything is done through transmission. That This is how our deen is protected. We don't say our own things. It's important that we learn, study Quran, study Hadith, study Fiqh and Aqeedah and all of these sub- subjects uh, by and in the feet of the ulama who with who also have the chains of transmissions, these licenses, who have learned these sciences. Many There are many things in a hadith we will read apparently, but the, the, the meaning is much deeper than that. There's, there's many a hadith in the same subject that when you put the, all the hadith together, you, are, you understand the hadith differently. It's not just by reading one hadith, you understand all the aspects of that hadith. Anyhow, in a long hadith, after Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke about crossing the sirat, he said, when Muslims will be freed from Jahannam, I swear an oath in the name of that being in whose hands my life lies. In other words, Allah, I swear by Allah. One does not press so much for the redressing of one's proven rights of this world in comparison to the persist- persistence of Muslims, persistent Muslims in comparison to the persistence Muslims will make on behalf of their brothers who are in Jahannam. In other words, no one will argue more on behalf of anyone else than the people in, in Jannah who will be arguing or rather requesting on behalf of their brothers who are in Jannah that, Ya Allah, free my brothers that are in Jahannam. And he's saying, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying, they would say, Oh Allah, these people used to fast with us. These people used to pray salah with us. And these people used to, they used to pray, make hajj with us. From here, very important point. 
is that we should gather together where ibadah is taking place together, especially fard ibadah, like the salah in the masjid, like fasting and you know coming together for the salah after that, and iftar also, and suhoor with the family, right? Similarly, when we go to hajj, so, so one person can be a witness to another's amal and they can make, make intercede on behalf of the next person if in case one of us ends up enter, entering into Jahannam. May Allah Ta'ala make it such that in these difficult times, the patience that we have, Allah Ta'ala wipes away all of our sins, inshallah. Anyway, so the person who recognizes you will say, this is my brother, he used to pray with me, he used to make hajj with me, etc. It'll be said to them. Hadith continues. Take out whomsoever you recognize and there will be no trace of the fire on them. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Continuing, hence they will take out a huge amount. So if you read, they will take out a huge amount, then the word is yukhriju throughout the hadith. But if you say a huge amount will, will take will come out, then it's yakhruju. They will say, Oh Rabb, there is no one left from those who you've commanded us to take out. Allah will respond saying, Go back, bring out those who you find have a dinar's equivalent of iman. This is a currency, meaning a small amount. They will take out a huge number from the creation. Then he'll say, obviously they'll take out means they will request the angels to take them out. Or if you read again in the Arabic, a huge creation or amount will come out, then you'll say basically that they will request the angels and then by means of the angels, the people will come out. Anyhow, continuing the hadith, then he will say, Allah will say, go back, bring out those who you find who possess half a dinar is equivalent to imans. Allahu Akbar. So look at the mercy of Allah. They will take out a huge number from the creation. Then Allah will say, go back. Bring out those who had, who had an Adam's iota equivalent of Iman. Allahu Akbar. They will take out a huge number of the creation. Then say, we haven't found anyone who has left, who, who has any Iman at all. Allah will say, the angels have interceded. Allahu Akbar. Look at the statement of Allah. The angels have interceded. Shafa'ah. They've done Shafa'ah. The Anbiya salam, the messengers have interceded. The believers, the mu'minun have interceded. Now besides that, Arhamur Rahimin, SubhanAllah, the most merciful of all of those who show mercy, and all those Allah. Besides Allah, no one else is left to intercede. Allahu Akbar. Now will be the special, special intercession of Allah Ta'ala. He says, He will take out a handful from the fire. From it will come out a people who had never ever done any good. And as a result, they burnt and became cold. He will throw them in a river that will be on the tip of Jannah called Nahrul Hayah, which means the river of life. They will emerge therefrom fresh, like the grain that sprouts out after floods have passed. And they will come out like pearls. They'll have a special mark on their necks. The people of Jannah will call them those who are freed by Allah. Rahman, those who are freed by Allah the Merciful. Allah Ta'ala has entered them into Jannah without committing any good deed. In other words, they didn't have any good deeds to their uh, books or having any good uh, or, or having presented any good for the hereafter. They had nothing. Allah Ta'ala still saw them. It'll be said to them, for you is what you have seen with an addition of some extra. In other words, for you will be Jannah. And there's a hadith of Mishkatan, uh, Bukhari and Muslim as well. What a very beautiful hadith. What a very beautiful hadith. And there's a, a commentary of the author we'll, recite and we'll read as well. He writes that those that will be taken out of Jahannam at the end solely by the mercy of Allah, surely Muslims. It has been categorically refuted in the Sharia that a kafir will be pardoned, a non-Muslim. 
A kafir will stay forever in Jahannam. It is possible that these people are those whom the message of no prophet had reached. Therefore, they may be classified as non-Muslims. Being non-Muslim or kafir, they may remain forever in Jahannam. Nor can they be regarded as mu'min believers, as people that believe in a nabi are called a mu'min. Since the message of a nabi did not reach them, they are not mu'min and did not enter Jannah with other mu'mineen, nor did anyone intercede for them. Apparently this is meant by the words of the hadith. Because in the hadith the words, بِغَيْرِ عَمَلٍ عَمِلُوهُ وَلَا خَيْرٍ قَدِّمُوهُ وَقَدِّمُوهُ There are two words, عَمَلٍ and خَيْر, which means that they didn't do any good deeds. And خَيْر is understood that, and by خَيْر, it is understood that only Iman is intended. Now a question may arise, that when the message of a Nabi did not reach them, they were unaware of good and bad. Why were they sent to Jahannam? So it is possible that the answer to that may be that some sins are not dependent on the message of a Nabi. These could be understood through one's intellect too, for example, oppression. They may not, they may not have, they may have been involved in, in such type of sin, therefore they were thrown in Jahannam. After being cleansed, they were taken out of Jahannam by the mercy of Allah. It may also be possible that these people were mu'mineen believers, but their iman was of such an inferior and weak state that no Nabi or Wali may have recognized them. Only Allah Ta'ala knew of their status and Allah knows best. Just to recap on that, that a kafir, a person who disbelieves in Allah, knowing and intentionally after knowing the deen and giving, getting the da'wah of Islam, will remain in Jahannam forever. So this doesn't refer to a person who didn't believe, but a person who didn't do any good deed at all or simply sufficed on his belief and didn't do anything at all. So anyway, look at the, forget the, that's actually an academic discussion. Instead of going into that, look at the words of the hadith, so beautiful that Allah Ta'ala will consider all of these intercessions of all these people and over and over and over again, so many, many chances of His mercy will apply to us. May Allah Ta'ala grant us His greatest mercy wherein we are able to enter Jannah without hisab, without uh, the intercession and uh, and that Allah Ta'ala grants us His mercy, ultimate mercy. But uh, what a beautiful hadith that we should take a lesson from. Please, brothers, elders and sisters, make sure we start doing those deeds which enable us to go to Jannah easily. And again, we did the hadith where the grave will be the first situation and the grave will be the, uh, you know, if we are reckoned there, then inshallah on the qiyamah, if we won't be, it will be easier. So to take care of the grave, we must recite our surah mulk every night. Don't recite to read your surah yaseen. Do your dhikr and adhkar. In the morning, subhanallah, hundred times, alhamdulillah, hundred times, la ilaha illallah, hundred times, Allahu Akbar, hundred times, astaghfirullah, hundred times, and durood sharif, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, hundred times. We try to do it in the evening as well. Don't forget these acts, inshallah. And we'll end off with the beautiful names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu narrates in the hadith of Tirmidhi, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Verily Allah has 99 names, those who memorize these names, Allah will enter them into Jannah. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والله الذي لا إله إلا هو الرحمن الرحيم الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبد الخالق البارئ المصور غفار المصور غفار قهار الوهاب الرزاق الفتاح العليم القابض الباسط الخافض الرافع المعز المذل السميع البصير الحكم العدل اللطيف الخبير الحليم العظيم الغفور الشكور العلي الكبير الحفيظ 
المقيت الحسيب الجليل الكريم الرقيب المجيب الواسع الحكيم الودود المجيد الباعث الشهيد الحق الوكيل القوي المتين الولي الحميد المحصي المبدئ المعيد المحي المميت الحي القيوم الواجد الماجد الواحد الأحد الصمد القادر المقتدر المقدم المؤخر الأول الآخر الظاهر الباطن الوالي المتعالي البر المتواب المنتقم العفو الرؤوف مالك الملك ذو الجلال والإكرام المقسط الجامع الغني المغني المانع الضار النافع النور الهادي البديع الباقي الوارث الرشيد الصبور May Allah Ta'ala bless us by the means of these 99 names forgive us inshallah and grant us his mercy Ameen Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Wa akhirda wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh